Good morning. It is 5.30 in the morning, at least where I am. I have no idea where you are, but wherever you are, I hope it's not 5.30 in the morning. I hope that you've had a, a, an opportunity to wake up and figure out what's going on in the world. Because if you went to bed last night and you woke up this morning, you might think, wow, we still don't know who the president is. This has taken a while. And uh, will there ever be a solution to this problem? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But we're, there won't be. And we'll figure it out as we go along. But we're grown-ups, and we'll figure it out when the grown-ups don't figure it out. All right, but that is not why we are here today. In fact, I could care less about who is the decided president by this afternoon. What I care about right now is Shaheem the Rugged Child. Now, if you are not familiar with Shaheem the Rugged Child, he is a Wu-Tang Clan affiliate. And why are we talking about a Wu-Tang Clan affiliate? Well, silly goose, you have not been paying attention to the parameters of Wu-Tang Wednesday in the month of Ninja November. During the month of Ninja November, I will be highlighting a record from a particular Wu-Tang Clan affiliate, not an actual member of the Wu-Tang Clan, not one of the original nine. So you're not going to hear a record from Method Man or Raekwon or, or the Jizza or one of my personal favorites of all time, the Ghostface Killer. You're not going to hear any of their records. You're going to hear about records from Shaheen the Rugged Child. You're going to hear about records uh, like Kilo Army's Full Metal Jacket. You're going to hear about Remedy and, uh, and Dealer's Choice. I haven't decided what I'm going to... Uh, um, talk about for the uh, the very last month for Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving edition of Ninja November with Wu-Tang Wednesday. Although, just to lay it out for you, it's probably going to be the Gravedings because I love the Gravedings. I think their first album is one of the greatest records of all time. Uh, and people have said the same thing about the second album, the pick of the shovel, the second album. Anyway, that might be the record that we do, but I always love diving into Six Feet Deep. And I think that it's a record that has a lot of legs to talk on and to describe and because that's the record that um, I'm attached to, then you know that's the one I'll kind of dive into. But that's neither here nor there. This record is The Lost Generation from Shaheem, and this is recommended to us by someone that uh, musically I'm a fan of, uh, and so I trust their opinion when they say this is their favorite one. And that is Skate Guy, aka Skatey P. This is his favorite uh, Wu Tang Clan affiliate record. So here's from the Wikipedia breakdown of The Lost Generation. The Lost Generation is the second studio album by American rapper Shaheen. It was released on May 28, 1996, via New Tribe Records. Production was handled by RNS, DR Period, Peter Lord, not sure if that's the porn star, The King of Chill, V. Jeffrey Smith, LES, The Rizza, and Tone Capone. It features guest appearances from G.P. Wu, Ninth Prince, who we're working on getting onto the podcast, DV Alias Christ, Killa Sin, Smooth the Hustler, Trigger the Gambler, Squig, Kamala Williams, I'm sorry, Camila Williams, and uh, Lamisha Grinston. The album peaked at 63 on Billboard 200 and at number 10 on top R&B hip-hop albums in the United States. Its lead single... This Is Real peaked at 84 on the hot R&B uh, hip-hop songs and 26 on hot rap songs. So let's start off with that because This Is Real is actually Shit Is Real. It's track number one. And honestly, it is my least favorite track on the album. Um, I will tell you from beginning to end, the album only gets better. 
It really does. Uh, Shit is Real sounds a lot like um, Sugar Hill from AZ, which in a, a weird kind of twist of fate, uh, AZ's label was absorbed by uh, Shaheem's label. But I don't think that has anything to do with uh, Shit is Real sounding like Sugar Hill. Uh, and I'll probably attach some links to the bottom so you can tell for yourself. But it was my least favorite song on the record. Um, but moving on, you know, it's got some monsters on there. Uh, whether it's uh, What Makes the World Go Round featuring uh, D.B. Elias Christ, Ruth Hustler, and Trigger the Gambler. Uh, two of those names you may know from Broken English. Probably put a link to that at the bottom. Um, but Broken English is one of the, the, the baddest songs of 95, 96. It was just a monster song in that area, uh, in that era. And um, yeah, Smooth the Hustlers were really, really good record. He's got a different style, and that's one of the things that you can count on uh, during that time period where, you know, so-and-so might not be the best rapper, but they were clear about the words that they were saying, and they had a very unique style. So even if, like, Smooth the Hustler wasn't, you know, lyrically for you, he didn't sound like anybody else. Um, and those DV alias Christ hooks were really, really cool. Now, um... You can go and, and you can go down their rabbit hole, but that's not why we're here. Um, the production part of this, right, guys like the period. Um, by the way, Peter Lord, uh, King of Chill, and V. Jeffrey Smith. That was uh, looks like that was just on uh, on Don't Front, Let's Chill with uh, Camila Williams and Alicia Grinstead, which, by the way, is kind of like an R and B ish song, but not like if, if the Wu Tang Clan did a did an R and B song. Uh, that's kind of what it would sound like, and that's kind of what it does sound like. Anytime that the, the clan had had like a sort of blue raspberry or something like that, whoever that that singer is credited as being, um, this is what kind of what it sounds like. This is kind of what it feels like. Um, Young Gods featuring Killison, Madman, Rubber Bands, Break One, produced by Rizzo. It's a monster. Um, and going back to R&S, man, and the song shit is real. It's not necessarily that he's a bad production, uh, bad producer. It's that it sounds like that particular song was made to be a single, and it sounded like something that had already been a single the year earlier. Um, especially from an artist like you had Shaheen, who was on his second album, but at that time AZ was on his first album. You had a second time artist coming out sounding like uh, like a new artist. Um, but more than that, like, he was a kid, like, you couldn't, you could just let him do whatever the fuck he wanted to do, and it was, uh, as long as you had, you know, like, the RZA checking in on it, it was gonna be okay. Like, the record was never gonna suck, it was never gonna be a garbage record, but some songs were definitely going to be better than others, and I think that in the history of the Lieutenant Clan, a lot of things get glossed over, like, not every song... Uh, on the album, and not definitely not every album from the artist is is a, a great album from beginning to end. And uh, these people were flawed, and they made flawed records. And sometimes, you know, the, what was great about them got past the flaw, and sometimes it didn't. But sometimes it you just end up with what becomes a, a missing gem. And this record, um, by the way, is one of those gems. It's, I can see how this song ended up uh, on Skatey P's list, all right? Um, but it's weird to me looking at the singles released, okay? So, Shit Is Real, This Is Real was the first single released. The second single was Shaolin Style, um, which seemed like a way to cash in on um, 
on Wu-Tang Clan being monsters at the time. They're still monsters. They're basically uh, raps, uh, rolling stones. Right? They're, they're still around. They're still making music together. They're still doing what they do. But Shaolin Style, produced by LES, who, if I'm not mistaken, LES stands for Lower East Side, um, which is a part of Manhattan. Um, nope, turns out he grew up in Queensbridge. Anyway, and uh, LES is not the Lower East Side, but is he's in fact the dude from Queensbridge. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Queensbridge, not Shaolin. They had a lot of really good producers uh, coming out of that area, but at the same time, in the 90s, uh, Wu-Tang Clan had members from all over uh, New York. You didn't necessarily have to be from uh, Staten Island. That being said, this record for the, I don't know, 45 minutes or 50 minutes that uh, it is worth your time. If you live on the Kenai Peninsula and you're just driving around, this is a good Around the Loop album. It's a record that you haven't listened to properly. And um, I think there are going to be some songs on there that if you like the Wu-Tang Clan, they are going to stick out to you. And they are going to resonate with you because that's kind of the music that you listen to anyway. But yeah, the record really only comes to about 45, 50 minutes long max. 57 minutes and 6 seconds. Um, but some of that... Uh, I believe it's like intros and shit, so, you know, you get rid of that, maybe it's not an intro, no, it doesn't look like there's an intro, um, some of the songs are stretched out, not everything needs to be four minutes long, I think we've learned that recently, but posse cuts, those help to have it to be about five minutes long, but, going back to, uh, this particular record, uh, songs that stick out, uh, stick out to me, uh, What Makes the World Go Round, um, Young Gods, uh, Real Bad Boys, Shaolin Style from LES, um, and Five Elements, uh, track number four, which is weird that you put uh, track number four as a song called Five Elements. It seems like if you're looking at the back of the CD, that might confuse a human being, but whatever, maybe it doesn't. Um, but yeah, those would be the ones. It's a good record. Thank you, Skatey P. Y'all have a very, very great Wednesday. Uh, it's Wu-Tang Wednesday. Maybe we'll find out who the president is. Maybe we won't. But more importantly than anything is let's be honest with ourselves. None of it matters. All right. Have a great day. All right. Unrelated note. Actually, not an unrelated note because it's my podcast, and so I get to decide whether or not it's an unrelated note. But nonetheless, uh, going back and listening to it, maybe shit is real and Sugar Hill don't sound exactly alike. I've included links in the description so you can decide for yourself. Uh, but nonetheless, it is, does have the same feel. And Shaolin style is, looking back on it, probably my favorite song. I don't know. The whole thing, definitely worth your time.